a grasshopper. Grasshopper. Orthopterous insect. Jump! Oh, that's great. Okay. <laughs> All right, let's go back now. Come on. Hey! Damn it, you clutch! Look what you did! Error. Grasshopper disassemble. Reassemble. Huh? Reassemble. I can't reassemble him. You squashed him. He's dead. Welcome to Against All Oddities, the podcast about three brothers coming to terms with the oddly true and the truthfully odd. Your eyes did not deceive you. This episode of Against All Oddities really is all about failure. Is the subject of failing really an oddity? Really? Well, when you're as successful as we are, failure sure can feel like an oddity. This extremely humbling episode features hilarious stories of personal failure, including tales of electrocution, firework disasters, British engineering, and the lost art of self-body piercing, amongst many others. Between the three of us, we've messed up just about everything, so stick around and hear the juicy details. This is Against All Oddities. So I thought this could be a topic, uh, and I was going to have I have two two statements, two part a two part statement of why this is a, a should be an episode. The first is that like obviously, as a paranormal oddities based podcast, a lot of the times the oddities are in fact us, and then B we actually make mistakes. We oh, yeah. we have failed once or twice. It's very rare. Uh, so we thought we'd dedicate an episode to those. Our failures. success stands on a pillar of failure. <laughs> you put, really? put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> I don't even know what it means. <laughs> I keep trying to think of a Yoda quote that's like, fail or fail not, there is no win. That is why you fail. <laughs> yeah. But my problem is when we were putting together the spreadsheet for the show, I like got so depressed yesterday because I thought, like, I mean, I mean, the best the best attributes that i think the three of us has have or we we fail constantly but it helps us build upon each failure to either make a really awesome joke or like some kind of some form of like quasi success yeah we but, make we make lemonade out of those lemons. <laughs> about, I was it's like, not lemonade it's it's that if life gives you lemons and then we just stack our lemons and and then crack jokes about them it's yeah, not humility so, or being humble. It's just like not giving a damn and thinking it's kind of funny. Is uh, yeah. Wait, so we'll where were you going? <laughs> where, wait, where were you going with that? Well, let's go with it. Whatever happens, let's try to keep it light because most of like, I mean, I would say of any given day or moment or anything, either together or separate. Like we were just like one rolling YouTube fail video, <laughs> yeah. except it's us commentating on our own video. <laughs> you know, it's not, yeah. 
it's not like we are the um, Tosh.0, but without Tosh.0, it's just <laughs> yeah. us, and the only <laughs> videos are us. So it's like the Viking in us, because we uh you know we it's only we only cry. i agree with whatever you're about to say we we only cry on like epic occasions right it's only like it's it's and i talked about that i think in a past podcast is yes. and mary says like i'm an unemotional robot because but i have feelings they're just on the inside i'm just saving them for valhalla well i, I well I, I well i cry like if if like you know sylvester gets hurt in the cartoon and climbs back up or you have that uh, epic music and sylvester the kitty cat yes or i, I don't know <laughs> trying to think of something like lighthearted that wasn't wasn't bad or like wasn't arnold, a, a direct reference to something that actually yeah happened. or like Ar arnold schwarzenegger doing something badass and you're like yeah that's no, right. but we don't cry yeah. i would agree but that's I, not even agree. a cry but it's a feeling of emotions in there that it's getting up. choked up you get choked yeah, up. you get choked up yeah in our old office at work i used to put on 10 hours of arnold quotes and then turn the volume up and leave don't do that and then turn the monitor on the computer off because <laughs> it is like the people i work with are either my age within a year or two or like in their 60s and it's funny it doesn't matter way. Arnold's been laying them down for the last forty years, so can't really lose. Um, but yeah, let's let's let, okay. So we'll let's come up bring with up the spreadsheet. Yeah. So how do you want to do this? Yeah. We should we should clarify that. Uh, um, so myself, Chris, and Nate have a that we've had several episodes where we put a spreadsheet together, and then we we go through our spreadsheet uh, to get a little more detailed with the uh, the stories. Uh, you mean like show our notes, they, yeah, show notes, whatever. But like our inventions episode, we each did. So this one is, we have a spreadsheet. It's color coded. Each of us wrote down our fails based on the theme, and the themes are work, food, style, school, stunt, car, body, computer, gaming, uh, supernatural, parental, fireworks, apartment slash house, and animals, because we have several fails in all of these categories and some of them are between all three of us or just two of us or uh, uh, they're in the venn diagram it, it covers oh. the whole of the three carol brothers all right let's i know how we'll, we're gonna do this game where we play the the wheel of fail and we're gonna spin and then i'm gonna yell one of your names and then you're gonna yell out a number one through uh 15 <laughs> without right. looking at the screen so i'm spinning uh, the wheel the okay Tim, name a number. Six. Six. That category is stunt. <laughs> Appropriate for Tim. <laughs> yeah. I actually put this category on here knowing that Tim can basically fill this whole row out, uh, all hundred columns. No, we're just going to, I'll do my biggest fail ever. And that's, I, I've had brain surgery before. And I'm going to tell you what I tell everybody that asks. And then I will tell you the real story, the real fail. So um, I have a giant scar on the back of my head in the shape of an S. And I've had various stories as to what it comes from. Um, I told uh, Andy, Wallflower's Andy Richardson, uh, 
as he asked where it came from when I was in high school, and I said every time I was bad, I made a little. Uh, uh, my dad would cut the back of my head until it made an ass for stupid, because that's how I was acting. <laughs> and like he said, he got really sad for half a second before he was just being an idiot. And then uh, it, it eventually evolved to be um, a bear. What memories did they take with them? Yeah, I'm not the one to ask. How would I know? Because of a dark, a missing spot in your memory. There's several of those. <laughs> Kindergarten. You'd have to ask. This <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say it's like, well, I don't remember first grade. So what really happened is we had a, a skateboard, a Nash skateboard, classic. And uh, we had two, and uh, I don't know. It's gonna sound like I'm blaming Nate. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but Tim, it's your fail, Nate. Just... It's my fail, but Nate was like 15 and I was nine. And he was like, hey, you want to here, come outside. And so I ran and grabbed the first pair of shoes I found, which were soccer cleats and ran outside. And Nate was like, I dare you to go down this hill on the skateboard. So I sat down on the skateboard. He was like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Standing up. And I, what's crazy is I remember this whole thing. I was standing up. I was going down the hill. And it was just like Homer about to jump the gorge. I was like, I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it. <laughs> most of the way down the hill. And I hit a, a thing in the curve. And I did this flip and a half or whatever and landed on my head. And I got up and started screaming, crying, and ran inside. I black out for two days. And oh. then I remember, I don't remember those two days, but I remember uh, being in the hospital and the nurse saying, you have to have brain surgery or you're going to die. And I looked at mom and I was like, I don't want to die. And she was like, it's okay, you're not going to die. And the doctor looked at the nurse and was pissed that she said it. Don't do that. But, uh, and then fast forward, I forget some, and then I was in the OR and the, the nurse anesthetist was like, do you play Mario? It was like, Pfft. We're way past that. I'm playing F Zero these days, <laughs> and it's awesome. She was like, "Oh, my boys say I'm out," like, and then had brain surgery and woke up and recovered and stuff. So that was a. Uh... It's why you fail. All well, right, Nate, pick a number. Six. That's still stunt. But... All right, Nate. <laughs> but I wait. I wanted to say stunt. my dumb stunt. My my thing was I decided I for English class we had to make uh, a project on what we were going to do when we grew up and I was like, I'm going to be a stunt man. And That's so awesome. I had Ben Kemp VHS record me covering myself in lighter fluid and setting myself on fire. Don't do that. Um, which I had done before, but that day I decided because it was for video, I should wear a fancier shirt. And that was the fatal error. <laughs> because it was definitely not the flannel wool shirt. I had been using to set myself on fire when I practice it. And I, um, there's this moment when you set yourself on fire where you know things are going south. <laughs> and at that point, I fell to the ground and rolled. And at that point, I realized I should have told Ben like the rules of like the different levels of panic because he was just standing next to the camera. But I think he realized when I was rolling on the ground that uh, the, my, the timber of my voice raised one octave too high <laughs> because he seemed genuinely concerned for a second. But I got it out after a couple seconds and I only like burned my arm pretty bad i have a scar still on my left i still don't can't grow hair on part of my wrist from it um but here's the kicker which i don't remember because of course i'm a selfish like 
15 year old, but I went to English class and I showed the tape and I got graded on that. Like I didn't get reprimanded. No one told me to stop setting myself on fire. No one like, I mean, what are they going to do? Unset your arm on fire? after? No, but like maybe have words with me. It's like, you know, you're not supposed to set yourself on fire or like have a talk with like mom. Like when shouldn't there be some alarm bells with some like 15? It's too late. Yeah. And and honestly, I learned the best lesson of all. (laughs) Like don't set yourself on fire. Fire bad. Yeah. I learned fire bad the best way possible. Is why you fail. Pick a number one through fifteen, not six. These are a bit depressing. I'm sad now. Oh, we'll get some sad. Like, which one stood out to you guys? What about my to- toilet chain wallet? I thought that was kind of stupid. They all in front. Of I didn't know you did that. Yeah, I, I remember the chain. I remember the chain. I remember yeah, it the was chain like ninety. I think you had it longer than two days. I don't remember how long I had it, but I know that you had it long enough that me and Nate both remember it. Well, I wanted a chain wallet, as was the popular thing in the early '90s, and I went to the store and I bought the only chain I could afford, which was toilet chain. (laughs) I I also had a regular wallet, and so I had to like cut a hole in the wallet and kind of like tape the chain to the wallet, (laughs) and then I just tied the other end of the chain to my belt. Like there was no like leather like attachment. Great, it's so like perfect. I mean, I was I was maybe a freshman but it was still definitely a, a middle school move you know also no one would take that wallet i think it did better than a they normal could chain have. they could have I yeah mean, but why they, would they you want, want the toilet to? chain wallet because obviously you're not loaded with benjamins if you're using a toilet chain to hold your wallet in place i think I, got, I also got called days, out wasn't... on it the first day i did it some like high school neighborhood kid is like you're such a poser i was like am i a poser I mean, looking back at it, I think it's actually more punk to have a toilet chain wall. Oh yeah, yeah. Way cooler, to like way have cooler. like a a hot topic. Not that, that we had, we didn't have hot topics back then. But like that we had something much better at the mall. Spencer's gift. Spencer's gift. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could afford. Which I hope are still there, right? Are they? Yeah, still they're there? still there. They're still yeah, there. I love it. That's great. They're the best store ever. I'm just gonna blow off your style into the early '90s. I had a like a one-year reprieve on fashion, and that was like when the Pearl Jam album Ten came out, <laughs> and grunge Classic. was well. And we we also lived in like a southern country town, so like it's I don't know, like <laughs> what a, what a, what does anybody know about fashion there? But you know, it's good. All of our thrift store clothes or whatever, like was okay for a small amount of time <laughs> you know? yeah. oh then, yeah it worked for like exactly two years and then it was gone but that during that time like you could wear like the dirty old clothes that were from whatever and be cool and no one cared also no one cared about fashion that was a beautiful time because no, no, there no, was no, no. no internet if it was then the thing for tim you're younger so you got those weird shorts that were like super baggy shorts what are those called Jankos? No, I never had. We never had Jankos. We just had to buy big off-brand Levi's. But my Jankos were like not. They were like off-brand Jankos. But so I don't know if Chris had actual Janko Jankos. All of my pants. I did have a one pair of actual Janko Jankos, but they were like for skaters because I was a skateboarder at the time, which just means they were regular jeans because you can't skateboard in Jankos. You can only rollerblade in Jankos. That is why you fail. 
Just yeah, read one, read one real quick. I like Tim's pierced tongue story. I'd like to yeah, hear that one. The pierced I was it's there not for a big it. story. It's a, so that goes into my style. Well, then too. I shall tell the story because <laughs> <laughs> you tell it. I shoved I, a sewing right. needle through my tongue because I. Oh, it's so terrible! Don't tell yes, this cool. would be a fail because Tim Don't failed to pierce his tongue in high Don't school. I will say it is. It can't not, your tongue I didn't fail. Up. I did it though. It can't the your tongue all the way through up my tongue. If you do it wrong. <laughs> Okay, I still have a scar from it. I can feel a lump inside my. Okay, so here's where the fail was because I walked up into the attic where Tim was watching TV, and Tim was under some duress. By the way, this attic is not a finished (laughs) attic. Some duress. This is not a finished attic. Like we would go hang out there, but it was eventually got finished. Kind of, sort of. (laughs) Uh, So Tim was like, clearly something was up with Tim, and I was like, "What do you do it?" He's like. (laughs) He's like, I, I don't know the exact quote, but Tim had success. He did not fail. Tim successfully pierced his tongue with a sewing, uh, with a safety pin, which is oh, bravo. It was a sewing needle bravo. with a little ball on top of it. Blah. Yeah. Bravo. Perfect. Well done. You succeeded completely. <laughs> However, you had very short, short-sightedness with how you far. You didn't it, have anything to put you in You didn't it. have anything to put in there. And he, like, and this was before... This is like for There's all no any internet. kids out there, everything was harder before the internet. Like, well, everything. actually, the internet did exist, by the way. I know, not, not, for, at our not for poor people, <laughs> yeah. not for exactly. poor people. And so, I actually, because this was at night, Tim was like, I really need help. I don't want to do that again, <laughs> but I have to put something in here because it heals immediately. That's I would tough. use at this point, I would suggest a piece of copper wire. Ah. Oof, yeah, but the going That's in of the copper thick. wire, but it can't be braided wire, which is probably the only mm. electrical wire we had. It had it's to not be like a solid strand, gauge. and you could like you could clean like it, make the point super. Yeah, and you could like even make it around and twist yeah, it. Like yeah, a, but like anyway, a circle. Yeah. I Can actually I tell you my perspective. On no, wait, that? hold on. I then had to go grab a phone book, which is true, <laughs> and go and call every single piercing and tattoo shop. To see if they were still open. What time of di- the night was this? Like ten o'clock at night. I'm, but I was like, well, I was like, these places are open late. I was what sixteen, and you were fourteen. Smart, smart. yeah, move. So Chris. I was going through the phone book trying to call them. That's why ho- you're the best of us. I feel like. Well, also, yeah. I did not get anyone, and I was kind of happy too because I didn't want to like be too much like included when moms <laughs> figured yeah. this out. <laughs> <laughs> Plausible like, deniability. I, like, I helped them. I tried to help them. He did this in the middle of the night on like a Tuesday. So. <laughs> Tattoo and piercing shops don't but exactly I will say, answer the phone either. Tim is, yeah, who answers the phone? <laughs> Tim, <laughs> Tim did successfully pierce his tongue. He did fail at picking the axe. So he pulled out, you pulled out the needle. Yeah, the pull out. You can't sleep with it. No, yeah, I did. You slept with it in your Hell tongue? Yeah, I did. What? Did when it did you puncture take it the out? roof of your mouth? I got it. I kept it for like, because do you know how long and how much like willpower it took to <laughs> shakily get my hand and be like, <laughs> the foulest like, thing i've ever heard so you want to know the grossest thing in the world the grossest thing <laughs> is some fu- and i feel i pray for myself as a parent that my <laughs> children are smarter than me being in the bathroom and sticking my tongue out and seeing the needle bulge through the bottom of my tongue <laughs> and having to pierce <laughs> through that 
and I had to take my left hand and push into the needle to poke, to poke it through the bottom. And here's the here's the worst part. It was a sewing needle, and it had a little ball on it. That's yeah. why I chose the sewing needle. The bottom of it was, was sharp. So you went top shit. to bottom. No, yeah, I went top to bottom. I figured you're doing bottom to top. No, that's worse for some reason. (laughs) Yeah, that is worse. worse. (laughs) But you know what I had to do? Why would you pierce your fucking tongue, man? Oh, so because it was cool. Nobody. It wasn't ever cool to me. Like that's kind of gross. It is. And the rumor was in high school that if you pierced your tongue, you could hit the vein in your trunk. Tongue would shrivel forever. It'd shrivel. It would just shrivel up like. Yeah, and you'd die. No, that's not true. But here's I took an actual pair of scissors, not even like strong scissors, cut the uh, sharp part off. Oh it was God. still, let me clarify, pretty sharp, sharp as hell. Can you put and a little I like wore, fork or I something kept, on it? No, I kept it in all the next day. You did. And then got home and panicked about infection because oh, you were 14... at school. Did you eat food? Did you show people? Uh, just Kevin Hall, I think. You didn't. You only showed Kevin Hall. Kevin Hall already thought you were cool. You could have showed everyone. That. I think he was like the only kid that cared. Oh well, that's possible. And then got uh, home, and yeah. I was like, "This." That's when I was like, "I can't. I can't do it. I can't. This is a bad idea." And, yeah. Oof, and so here's another thing that Chris is forgetting. I thought you pulled it out that night. No, it was the next day. It was at least 24 hours, maybe 36. Um, Yuck. <laughs> Is why you fail. If by my life or death I can protect you, I will. You can have my sword. And you have my bow. And my axe. And my paranormal insurance from Dorfee.com. For just a few bucks, I can protect us from all kinds of stuff from the likes of ghosts and haints and spooks and who knows what lies up ahead. Just go to dwarfy.com and get you some. Orchestral switch with champions, magic rings, and potions not included. Meow, 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 paranormal insurance, meow, 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 from dwarfy.com. Meow, 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 meow. Buy paranormal insurance from dwarfy.com. Meow, meow, meow. All right, Nate and Chris, talk about the MG. Uh, Let me start well, before the, the first I was going to say MG. the MGC is the real yeah, MG well, story. The, yeah, let me start with that one and then Chris can move and you can have the MGB stories. So just it, so our listening audience knows, MG is a type of British racing car that It stands runs, for Mechanics Gold Mine. And it goes Dad. almost 30 miles an hour when you yeah, it, it has a very small, well. Well, yeah, well, it's designed for a specific type of racing. Along so, the slow racing. When I turned 16, <laughs> dad, racing. dad towed over an MGC, which I remember as a little kid running at some point. Like it was a car that moved and it didn't have a back seat. An MGC is a hard top. Mm-hmm. Like uh, MGB GT is also a hard top MG. The C is the racing car. It had a six cylinder inline six. Although dad somehow had put in that terrible, terrible six-cylinder Mustang engine from the 70s with he all like the, and with all like the emissions on the 70s, it probably had like 40 horsepower or something, you know. But it it had uh knockoff wheels, like it had a, a single lug nut, you had to have brass hammer to tap it down. And 
every you, time you started the car every time hard top white and rust colored you shut the door and you'd hear all the rust same thing in the purple <laughs> one the rust like chinkles down the, the door the bracket pinion steering was stuck on it which was great if i was riding in the car driving somebody somewhere uh, on a turn i would turn it and let go and turn and talk to the person and they'd be like ah! <laughs> the steering doesn't come back you just want to steer it. it had a hole in it so like it, this is a terrible thing but say travis would finish like some some trash fast food and just throw the throw it throw the trash the on the floorboard and it would like fall down a hole like it was like a stupid like uh game from an arcade <laughs> like it just all the stuff went all but uh and the car ended with uh, one of the wheels falling off and uh while, while you were driving, driving uh, yeah bouncing and i was like oh no and like and the guy traded that uh the the mg guy there's an mg guy right who traded it for the purple mg which chris then got but the story to tell is like nothing worked great on the car the purple one, the MGB. Uh, no, 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 the white one. All of oh, them. all of the the white one. Oh, and you, so I, hmm. I I learned how to park uh, on our like we grew up on a a street that was on a hill, and so the emergency brake and it was all these cars were manual, but uh, the emergency brake would always give out, right, and it's gonna fall back, and so you learn to turn the steering wheel so the car will hit the curb when that whenever it eventually fails in in this case the car would have been facing forward because to sneak in at night my brilliant plan was to race up the other side of the hill cut the engine just before the top of the hill and then coast down in front of our driveway and then mom which can hear like a needle Everything. drop like six miles away it didn't fool anybody but my head but but anyway so the the car was facing down our hill and uh i think i was trying to plug in the heater because those cars are always cold and i was trying to like mess to mess with the heater to get some heat in it and uh i was outside i was laying underneath the steering wheel with my legs outside of the car and i actually hit hit the brake off they didn't make I automatic i'm gonna assume i knocked it out of gear i gotta look this up you probably hit, knocked the clutch loose. look it up look it up where on wikipedia no, I'm dead. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was. I'm pretty sure it was weird. Weird. <laughs> I'm like looking it up. It means texting dad. <laughs> it was his monstrosity. It took me six months, by the way, to get that car working, which was great because it it started my path to being a gym of all trades. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> it, it eventually got running. Like I remember, in mom's like garage, quote unquote, in the back of that house. Like Travis just sitting there, like squirting starter fluid into the engine while I'm revving it to hear it run, and then it would just pop, 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 pop. then it would sit there for three weeks. But uh, but anyway, so I was trying to plug in the heater and knock it out of park, and the car starts moving, but I'm underneath it and I'm trapped, I'm trapped <laughs> underneath the steering wheel. And I can't get out, and I look kind of like half out. I see the telephone pole coming up where the door has trapped me and it was going to pin me between the door and the telephone pole. So I reach over and I grab the steering wheel. I didn't think this, I like, I was more of a dumb, I was an ultimate dumbass as a teenager, you know, so, but somehow my primitive monkey brain <laughs> figured out like to turn the steel steering wheel 
in whatever way that the, the, the wheels will turn and kick it back out in the street. And then it did, but in the process, it flung me out of the car. I hit my head on the door, blacked out. <laughs> I woke up on the street to see the car like go down and burst into a pile of leaves the, the neighbor at the bottom of the hill made and coast into his driveway. And I knew I got run over because my I had hiking boots on, which were all the rage, I guess. Probably not yeah. all the rage. In terrible. the 90s, sure. <laughs> but all the buttons were flattened on it. Oh, <laughs> oh, no. And then I looked at my hand was all red scraped up. And, I did, and the neighbor with Willoughby, the dog, yeah. Yeah. whatever that neighbor Dale. was, he, Dale came running out. I was like, I'm calling an ambulance. I was like, don't call anybody. <laughs> and I like stood up and I like like sauntered down, got in the car, started it up, drove it back up the hill, and then uh, went inside, got some like ice or something. Um, I saw that. I remember coming in and you're sitting on the, the uh, dining room dining table, with, table with the ice. And I was like, what happened to you? And you're like, I, I ran my, over myself. I think my uh, high school girlfriend came in and yelled at me. for being. I thought, I thought maybe the breakup happened shortly after or before that. I think it was all simultaneous. And then mom came in and gave me some Advil's, like having a bad day. And then, like, <laughs> <laughs> it was great. I like how mom was like, well, you're, they, you don't need to be punished anymore for this day. <laughs> yeah, it's like, whatever. Like, you know, kids, kids these days running over themselves. <laughs> like, Nick, is why you fail. So, I had the car that was traded in for that one after, which was the MGB, which is another British car. And a very similar thing happened, but it was, I mean, I have a million stories of fun, that. Fun car. It was it's a great a convertible. car. It was a purple convertible. It, it had went, three windshield wipers. It had four gears. <laughs> went up to 50 miles per hour max speed. And three I would, windshield wipers. The because the windshield was only like five inches big. I would at night I would stand, I would get real go real fast and stand up. Don't do that. In it. <laughs> uh, and drive like I say, like I'm surfing and just drive like while standing up. It's definitely I'll, a teen wolf car. It's definitely like I don't know how we didn't die driving it. And then Mom I also, called it the death car. And then I remember at one point I was I had dropped off a girlfriend off in the middle of nowhere and uh, I put <laughs> a drink down on the side of the road because it was so low to the ground that you could just rest your big gulp on the street instead yeah. of because it didn't have a drink holder because it was so low to the ground. And that's where, what, where would you put a drink holder in that Exactly. It's the 70s. <laughs> they didn't have, and then that's when I looked over and a pack of wild dogs ran out of the forest <laughs> and I was at a stop sign and I had to like, floor it because the dogs could have got me it was so low but they had dogs or were they werewolves they were they were beasts they were like attack huge dogs where where, was this on like happy hollow or something no yeah this is worse it was i couldn't even find where it was now it was in the middle of nowhere it took me 40 minutes to drive home from that girl's house like it was in the middle of the woods and uh but the story i was gonna say which is similar which is i was finally selling that car like we were getting rid of it it the brakes exploded the brakes well, they, failed. I, I replaced the brakes every five minutes on that car well not the brake pads the brake line exploded oh, i was yeah, driving yeah, sure. and i okay. stepped on the brake and it just went to the floor and i had to like do an elaborate set of evasive that, maneuvers to slow that down. car was great it taught me how to uh downshift uh, well no yeah no, well, especially in Roanoke, but how to um, hotwire cars. Well, 
I was, we finally got rid of it because the, we got it, we just couldn't drive anymore after the brake lines went. It was like the last straw. And um, I was looking at a new car. I guess we got it fixed because I drove the MG to look at a new car. It was at a- But you got the Honda. Yeah, I got, I was looking at the Honda Prelude. I was like parked on a hill steeper than the one we grew up on. And I should have known better. I put it in first gear. I put the parking brake on. I go, I look at this car. I was like, I think I'm going to buy this. And then I turn around and the MG's gone. And I was like, oh, <laughs> crap. It must have rolled down this incredibly steep hill, which was 200 yards long, super steep. And I look down. I like, you know, cover my eyes to see the distance. And the car wasn't at the bottom of the hill. And I was like, so where'd the car go? <laughs> like it couldn't have gone up the hill. <laughs> so I started walking down the hill and I'm like, I'm not seeing this car anywhere. Like it's not anywhere. And it, the yeah. bottom of the hill is just dead ends. Like it should be down there. It should have just hit. Yeah, but you probably weren't freaking out like most people would freak out. Cause you're, well, yeah, I mean, this thing you're happened. an MG owner at the yeah, bottom. Like, I was like, like, as long as I didn't kill anyone, <laughs> but then I'm like walking down the hill and I see this weird marking on the road. It's like, well, that's curious. <laughs> and halfway down the hill, the, the car decided to, to make a hard right for some reason. <laughs> like it went, oh yeah, they yards, do that. And yeah. then it just turned right really hard, hit a three foot embankment went airborne and i know this i'm not just exaggerating it went airborne because of two reasons one when it hit the embankment it had a two by four hit the wheel well and you can see the tire marks where it's going up the embankment and then the tire marks stop <laughs> for about like eight to ten feet and then the tire marks start again <laughs> and then i looked over MG. and the mg was on its side like with the oh. like entirely on its side with a two by four sticking downwards into the left wheel well to the point when i say on its side i mean i went and sat on the side of the car looking uh... into it and i was in this person's yard and so i was like well i guess i gotta go talk to this person <laughs> Because I kind of I kind of messed up their yard with this this car, oh, and I me. I go and I knock on the door, and this woman and right actually right when I'm knocking on the door, I look over and there's a Mercedes Benz in the parking lot. I mean in the little driveway, and on the on the license plate just said "boss lady." Uh oh. <laughs> and I was like, oh no, this person <laughs> might this person might yell at me, and I knock on the door and no one answers. I knock on it again and this woman in a business suit opens the door and she's on like a portable phone, and I just and she looks at me like what? And I just point in her front yard and she just breaks out laughing and slams the door in my face. And I was like, <laughs> and I was like, well, I guess that means I'm okay i guess it's okay it's so a walk, horrible thing to do to a kid though i'm like 16 years old and so i walk over i pull the two by four out and i kind of like put it back and then i go over and i'm like well how do i fix this and i just <laughs> so what i decide to do is i sit on the side of the door like i like i open the car door like the driver's side door and like hold it open and just sit on the side of the car and i put all my weight on it and i start rocking it towards <laughs> it and then i rock it over and then the car flops over on its side and then takes off down the road because it's on the, you know it's like on a steep you're back in business now i was like so oh yeah so all i have to do is run down this car with the door now shut you're chasing the car you're so chasing, chasing the, car. the car and i get in and, I, and it was totally fine 
drove it home. I never told anyone. Was it super dented on the side? No. I mean, no. I mean, that thing was... What I liked about those cars from the 70s, there are four moving parts in that car. And everything is made out of metal. There's not a single piece of plastic in that entire car. Yeah, and four of those four parts are the carburetors. Is why you fail. That's that's some good car stories. Those are good fails. I I have one more envy story I have to tell, which is just it's quick, it's short. But I was with Corey. Sometimes we would throw rubber rubber balls, like bouncy balls, out the back of it. Uh, (laughs) Not a great thing. I invented the rubber balls (laughs) off the purple OG. Yeah, because it's a goddamn arcade. (laughs) Yeah, which is a horrible thing to do, but we are doing it, and you're not really supposed to go on the highway with that car because it really couldn't go above 50 miles per hour. Like it just, you could floor it and four gear. That's just really, and I remember once Corey and I were like, let's just do it. Let's just get on 581. We're going to like just go as fast as we can in the slow lane. It's just going to be fun. And we get on the highway, and of course, you're in the slow lane because everyone's going like 70. And we pull in and right the car. This, the the fates laughed at us and the car we pulled behind was a pickup truck no joke a pickup truck with two with two cows <laughs> <laughs> there are two cows with rural virginia people two cows in the back of a flatbed pickup truck like a just sitting looking. there just no sitting. no they were standing <laughs> <laughs> and that's where this story comes from because we were, <laughs> we were boxed in behind them and we were loving it we thought it was the funniest thing we'd ever seen until they started peeing <laughs> uh, no. did you have the top down yes the top was down and so, so <laughs> we, they're going like we were stuck behind them and they were going like 45 probably because they had a bunch of cows in their in the back of their truck and the cars are we couldn't get out of the lane and we we before we knew it, I was like, "Is it raining?" And it, it was just <laughs> like, it's raining. Your three windshield wipers were like, and we just I, we just started laughing because there's nothing you could do. Like I was, the car behind me had boxed me in because it was mad that we were both going so slow. Oh, we're what just, a great one! And I was like, "I'm just gonna have to get off at the next exit." We were just getting peed on with the like, windshield That's wipers so going. Great. Um, that is why you fail. Can I tell you what me and my friends did instead of bouncy balls? Sure. Uh, me and Lindsey Barrow and Trey Boone would tie um, gummy bears t- <laughs> to fishing line. <laughs> and every time we were on the highway, we'd throw the gummy bear out of the driver's side or the passenger side window and it would fly, be- <laughs> it would fly behind the car and we'd back we let out enough fishing line that it would dangle in front of the car behind us. Don't do that. <laughs> Did you ever stick one on the windshield? We weren't that good. Sometimes it would get on the other car. <laughs> but they'd speed up and they'd change lanes to get away from the car. <laughs> it's the funniest goddamn thing I'd ever seen. <laughs> You're gonna, you're gonna start new gummy trend takes off. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god. No, yeah, it's so amazing because every now and then, you know, like, if you ticked, if TikTok existed back then, you'd have started <laughs> something. You would have been a billionaire, Tim. Oh, that was Lindsey Bear gets credit for that because he was just like, we'd literally go fishing and then get gummy bears on the way home. And we'd be like, 
I got an idea. (laughs) (laughs) And it worked. Oh my god. So great. Uh Tim, I wanted you to tell the story of the fireworks and the refrigerator. Ooh, can we all talk about fireworks? I'll go. I yeah. would absolutely love to go first. That'd be fine. I uh, I need to explain the apartment that I lived in before I get into the fireworks. As all three of us have done at various points in time, we had a Roman candle fight. And so we like went to a random abandoned parking lot uh, near the bus station, shot Roman candles at each other, walked back to my apartment, which had a little stoop. And Matt was like, well, I have this door spinner, but you have to nail it into your door. I was like, that's no problem yeah who cares took a rock nailed the thing into my door which turned out to be a metal door i had no idea i thought it was wood and so uh we lit it on fire and the metal uh the spinner on the door being in metal is a lot looser and so it just started spinning like crazy and lighting off fireworks and it wasn't out in the open this was under a porch in an enclosed space yeah this is your front door on a porch and we had lit off enough fireworks that the cops had already been called in a sketchy neighborhood and so when they drove by they were coming right by our apartment i tore the the spinning firework pinwheel off of the door and threw it into my apartment yeah while it was going while it was going to hide it and so all of us ran into the apartment and shut the door and this thing sitting on the ground spinning essentially throwing fire everywhere and so three or four of us all started pouring pbrs onto it trying to put it out and all that did was spray pbr <laughs> ray mud onto the wall <laughs> spinning around <laughs> separately Later that night, everybody's gone except for me and Matt Williams. And he had like a whole box of M80s and black cats, which are kind of like tiny M80s. And so we're just like staying up late and drinking beers and lighting fireworks and just you toss them and they pop. And I was like, well, it's three in the morning or whatever. Maybe we shouldn't wake up the whole neighborhood. So we came inside and we'd light the firework and throw it into my freezer and shut the door. (laughs) And it was hilarious for whatever reason because you couldn't hear it you just hear this and then the freezer would like slowly open and smoke would billow out and it was hilarious so we'd throw two in there and then it would open so i was like wait a second and i'd open the refrigerator and the refrigerator was empty there was no food it was only like random beers and we put like two or three fireworks inside the butter container and be like boom boom and just to blow it open we did this maybe, I don't know, 600 times. <clears throat> Fast forward six months, I'm moving out of this apartment to move in with Chris and Ryan, and I want my $350 deposit back, right? And so I opened the refrigerator, and it was all blacked out and melted and bent out. I was like, well, I'm not getting that $350 out like this. So I sanded down all the blackened, melted plastic inside the refrigerator spackled the holes shut with, with wall spackle. spackle works great inside <laughs> like spackle spackle let it dry sanded it and used high gloss white paint and painted the spackle so when you open the refrigerator you're like something's wrong but it looks <laughs> white <laughs> and glossy there's a special level of hell but if you didn't pay attention if you didn't actually open the butter or try to smell it or touch it because if you touched it it would you'd poke a hole through the refrigerator (laughs) it was fine and i 
did get my deposit back. That is why you fail. So getting way back on topic. So, you know, but uh, it got me thinking of all the uh, home repair fails. And I've talked about how I'm a gem of all trades. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is far, far below a uh, jack of all trades. Because I either, at this point, there's more YouTube videos. But um, it was, uh, you kind of like did trial and error stuff. And I remember one time I, uh, I was trying to wire, I had this, my first house that I had owned mm-hmm. had a uh, hot tub in the back, which never worked, I don't think. And, um, but it had that big 50 amp outlet and I, I acquired a working kill, mm-hmm. like pottery kiln as, and, and um, we were going to wire it and Tim was over and um, my tool. This. My toolkit wasn't that established yet. And so I went and turned you off. You didn't have a toolkit. You had stuff in a drawer. <laughs> yeah, still today, but now it's like a whole pole barn full of random tools. And I, I, I like to go, if I can't find a tool after a half an hour of looking, I'll go to Harbor Freight and buy another shitty one of these. So I'll have like four wire cutters. That, the exact same four, quality. They're all like shitty $4. I have like four wire cutters, wire cutters too, because I always lose it. And then two years later, when you need it again, it's gone. The uh, I, the, the tool I was using at the time is I, I had to cut through and move the wire over to another somehow socket. God knows I wire everything, and my panel is so nice right now. I have branch circuit monitoring on it. I, I put uh, surge protection mm-hmm. on our panel. Like I'm mm-hmm. on it, and I change yeah. out breakers. I know wire. I know code, local code, what to do. But at the time, I didn't care. I was in my mid twenties, right? And so the the tool to cut through the the hot tub wires, which were probably like I don't know, like four odd wires that are like it's got like a double neutral or something. But I'm using a diver's knife, a titanium di- diving knife was the best knife I had to cut through wires. Don't do that. Bam! And like blew me back, and I was like uh-huh. laying on the ground, and uh, Tim was above me on the deck, and he's I hear him go. Is that uh, quiet? You're okay, or quiet? I gotta call nine one one. I was like, I'm okay. No, no. All right. So here's what happened. <clears throat> I go over to Nate's house to help him with something because he was like, Yeah, can you help me with whatever weirdo project I have that involves electricity? I was like, Sure. I don't know what to do. Turns out Nate doesn't know what to do either. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, I'm gonna go under my deck and I have to do something with this hot tub outlet. And I'm like, Okay. And I'm standing on top of the deck and I don't even Why know. Why is that doing. the best position for you? He goes under there with a knife. And then I hear this. <laughs> <laughs> and then I hear nothing. And that's when I say, Nate, is that quiet? I need to call 911 or quiet. You're okay. And he goes, I don't know. Give me a second. That <laughs> <laughs> is why you fail. Yeah, I, I actually, I was, uh, I was working when I was a 15 year old, I was working at this, uh, photo place where I developed film and stuff. But one of the things I had to do was mix chemicals and pump them to different places. And you had to do that in the basement and this was called the wet room and it was 60 liters of chemical at a time. 60 liters is a lot of chemicals. I was mixing chemicals in the wet room and it's sticking like leaning over it. And then I woke up on the ground. 
<laughs> and that's when I realized <laughs> that there was a short and I fried myself. I it, like the whole, the electrical apparatus just like, bloop, it, and I just like woke up later and I was like, why are there burns on my hands? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> and then my eyebrows start falling out. So. Holy, Holy shit. I think that might have been the chemicals. Actually, <laughs> I know. It's like, it's <laughs> I don't think that it's was like the a drip is going like drip, drip. <laughs> like it, you, I, I definitely lost like two you years jokered yourself on place. that. I definitely jokered myself. <laughs> Original jokered. That is why you failed. Tim, have you ever electrocuted yourself? Uh, yeah, when I was a kid, I shoved a fork inside of an outlet like an idiot, like you're like an after school special, and I remember as a kid i was probably did you know better or did you like was dad watching because i have a vivid memory of doing that and dad was sitting there watching me do it and mom said something to him and dad was like he won't do that again or something after i got (laughs) no i was at the weaver house it was just mom and nobody was around me and i just shoved it into the outlet because i saw it on a cartoon and i knew it would do something and as i got electrocuted i thought in my brain i could see my skeleton and then i was like well that's not funny (laughs) (laughs) tom and jerry suddenly isn't funny anymore right i was like that's really painful that's really mean to tom also then uh the first home that alicia owned that i moved into uh but i was repairing because we owned it after together after we got married is I was exchanging all the outlets out for new outlets. And then um, one of them had a red wire. And I was like, huh, none of the other outlets had that. I, You know what? I'm just going to tie it in with the rest of it. I'm going to ignore <laughs> it because it was there before. Turns out red means hot. And it's coming from somewhere else because the outlet was turned off. But that wire wasn't until I shocked the living shit out of myself. And I was like, oh, let's do something Googling a- real quick www.whatdoestheredwiredo.com is why you fail. Uh, one thing I did is I uh, went onto our Twitter account and asked for fails. Mm-hmm. There's there were I think there were three dimension. One from Human Andy. She said I had a brief incident with a brakeless scooter that was a hundred percent Nate's fault. <laughs> yeah. So that if it wasn't a scooter, that was a moped. And uh, I bought it, and then that night I was like in the alley behind the, that apartment, and it and rocking back and forth on it. I hadn't put gas or anything; I was just sitting on it, and it goes yeah, ring, 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 ding, 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 and it just started right up. And I was like, oh yeah, it was a great moped, hauled ass. But what it didn't have were brakes. And so <laughs> I just like showed up to this 4th of July party uh, behind, it was either Jake and Sarah, and I think Andy lived next door to him. But I, I rolled in and uh, like all cool in their alley, flew in, put my foot down and picked up. That's how it would stop as you just kind of slide <laughs> and pick up the- You hockey like stopped this. with a motorcycle. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's a moped. It's not, I mean, yeah, okay, you so. might be able to get 20 miles an hour but you couldn't stop so it's pretty fast and then everyone wanted to ride it i let them ride it around i'd be like okay it doesn't have any brakes you gotta like you know i don't know you gotta do the cool school style stop or just Hockey like stop stop with your feet or whatever and i think andy andy made it like three quarters of the block and then, and then you uh-huh. see her like come push the the thing back in the alley 
like put the moped down and then walk up her back stairs to her apartment and close the door. And Aww. by the but by the end of that night, it was like Gettysburg of so many <laughs> moped entries, everyone <laughs> laying out in the yard, bleeding, covered in. It was like the equivalent of owning a tattoo gun, but a moped version. Like yeah. Oh, it, it was it's cheap and easy yeah. but then like there's like this corpses everywhere from like and when i used up that moped you know what happened to it i rode it to pete's one time and walked home <laughs> <laughs> i didn't even tell pete what i did it was just in his yard he never talked to me about it either somebody stole it or he got it running again I he no rides idea. it to this day he does not ride it but i should ask pete what he uh what he did with it yeah i'm, I'm, I'm sorry andy i feel bad about that hilarious uh the next one was <laughs> um so this one's gross chasing enlightenment podcast said i recently saw someone hawk up a huge loogie leaving a huge glob of yellow phlegm on the sidewalk as i approached i tripped on the uneven sidewalk i should nice. mention they're from canada uh and dropped a two dollar coin it rolled on its side around and around in an ever tightening circle with the glob right in the center. <laughs> That's so gross. I had an ample time to catch it as the circle got tighter and tighter, but my feeble hand eye coordination foiled me. I watched as it eventually stopped and fell over smack on top of the glob. Have you guys ever had loogie fails? I feel like my biggest loogie fail was my greatest loogie success, That's so gross. <laughs> which I was like trying to loogie. And I was seeing how far, you know, that thing where you like loogie and you see how far it can go and then you suck it back up. And then that's a complete cycle of seeing how far it can go. And then I, I believe I was going to the bathroom <laughs> and I was oh, loogieing no. down towards the toilet oh, and so I gross. sucked it back up, but only a millisecond after it touched the toilet. <laughs> did it come back with cold with water <laughs> i don't know it was That's such a, disgusting uh, i'm gonna I, barf. <laughs> it's a failure i was just all telling this, my fails i was probably 19 years old that's this some viscous thing. spit i know i will say you know what gives you great viscous spit tobacco <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah so it has been many years we, we can talk about it now because we uh, all stop man here okay tim i will let you tell the story but let me tell you that i'll set it up for you because i remember this this was a scarring failure on my oh, part so, so tim and i are driving to the beach we're very young i did still dip at the time but i was going through a phase where i was mad that i dipped and so i punished myself by buying the grossest dip you can buy because i wouldn't buy the kind you like because i shouldn't be doing it so I'm going to not enjoy it. So I was buying bourbon flavored Copenhagen. Yeah. Bourbon flavored sounds like it could taste good. It tastes like cat urine. Literally, I don't know what cat urine tastes like, but it tastes like bourbon flavored Copenhagen. Copenhagen was the worst too. And it was not in pouches. This was the shortcut stuff. And Tim and I are driving and we were doing this fun game where we both had our arms out the window while Tim oh, it was, was driving. Raining. Yeah. Yeah. And, and was we going very our, fast. We were going really fast because we're stupid and sticking our arms out the window to see how long we could hold our arms because it hurt. Like, a, yeah, the rain felt bad. like needles. It was like needles. So, so we're laughing. We both have been doing this for, for a long time. So our arms are swollen and red. And then I um, go to pack my dip and I go that, you know, where you snap your finger and I go like that and the whole brand new can of dip <laughs> so gross. flies up all in Tim's <laughs> car. The entire can empties out on my wrist 
upwards to my shoulder and then all in his back seat. And it smells, it's awful. But, <laughs> it's so but we're gross. on a bridge, like a like one of those 30 mile bridges, like you're just stuck on it. But it's so foul and disgusting that I'm in Tim's car and I can't move because I can't spill it out in his car because you'll never clean that up. You'll never get the stains out. And so I'm just holding like a Greek statue. Meanwhile, because my arm is completely exposed and red and swollen, I basically dip the entire can through <laughs> my right arm. That's so gross. <laughs> and I start slipping into another dimension while Tim yeah, wasn't doing good. He, no he was like I don't know if I'm gonna barf or get out of the car and just start running into the woods but something's well, we gonna happen over, off the so bridge. we pull over as soon as we get off the bridge and it was a 7-eleven and it's just raining I just scream I get off and I'm just running around the parking lot trying to bathe my arm in the rain and uh and I ruined your car still like even though most uh, of it that was... car was pretty ruined before you did that but <laughs> yeah. It didn't help. That is why you fail. Poe Boys podcast. This is this this devolved. This is gross. Uh, said, I stood up after pooping to wipe, and as I got up, I sneezed on my dick and balls. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> <laughs> Who the hell did that? It's so much funnier if you read it out loud. <laughs> Initially, I read it, I was like, "Oh, gross!" But uh, so, Drunk Theory podcast. If you haven't listened to them, they're they're really funny. Um, just responded, "Why the fuck are you standing up to wipe your?" <laughs> And then I had to say it, it broke it down. It was like apparently there's a 60 40 split between sitting down and standing up, and it just devolved into do you sit down or stand up to wipe your butt? But then it also, like the Po Boys people said that uh, they've transitioned to a bidet, so it's no longer an issue. So, do we have a Riddler? The Riddler could just be um, I like how the, the funniest failure, you know. We don't want sad failures. We like the funny kind of failures. Funny or gross, I guess. They're uh, kind of the same. Like yeah, you you're going to, yeah, riddle, riddle, riddle us a failure that you think is pretty funny. You can riddle that to us at wizard at dwarfu.com or tweet it at AAO podcasts. Or if you know us, text us. That's fine. We don't really care. You can record or it. Twitter on us. That's what. Yep. Or a -A podcast. Tweet it to us. <laughs> or you good one, can... Nate. <laughs> <laughs> Regardless, you can record it. Oh, I twittered all over myself. <laughs> you can uh, write it down. You can record it. You can talk to us. Whatever it is, get that story to us, and you can we make will a tic tac you... video. Also, I want to remind, I'm going to call out uh, Matt Walker, who said he had a ghost story and then didn't tell us. Uh, yeah, get that to us. And you'll get, you know, we have good gifts. Give them to us and you'll get one in the mail. We got new stickers. We got new stickers. They're pretty tight. Can I end <laughs> on the super fail that I don't think we talked about? Yeah, yeah end on a super fail. That's like a perfect ending. The scar on the back of my head? We, we, had, about we, we did a whole, did that we one. like talked about it for 30 minutes. That was minutes. a 25-minute thing. Last I don't time. remember. You know why I don't remember? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have fucking brain surgery. <laughs> <laughs> my brain doesn't work all that good. I don't... <laughs>